Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hey there. How are you guys? Tina here. I hope you are doing fabulous. So we are headed into the Memorial Day weekend, and I don't know about you, but I love Memorial Day. Memorial Day weekend really kicks off the summer for me. It is when the beach is open to the public, and everybody just begins to find that summertime fun, especially where I am out here in Long Island. I know I said it, right, with my accent. I am so psyched. I hope that you have a fantastic weekend planned as we move towards that. My guest couldn't come at a better time for Memorial Day weekend. Farah Osbeck was born and raised in New Jersey and is a retired United States Air Force judge advocate. Farah wrote the book that she wished she had when her children were in elementary school. Although her children are now in college, Farah wrote The Hero Club, hoping the stories will help parents teach their children about character in a fun and meaningful way. The Hero Club stars are six elementary school students who navigate their way through the third grade while they learn and teach each other about character. Farah hopes that reading the stories with your child will help you have meaningful conversations with your children. It is a fantastic conversation. We get into talking about parenting. We get into talking about our older children. We speak about character traits such as courage and wisdom and so many others and how this book can really be used as a manual or as an exercise with your children. So if you're a parent, you're definitely going to want to tune in. Hey, Farah, how are you? Hi, Tina. I'm doing well. I'm so happy to be on your podcast. So thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to talk to you today, Tina. I am so glad to have you. I love that we met in February at PodFest Multimedia, right? Did I say that in Orlando? That was fantastic. And we had a mastermind together with Katie Kremitzos. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. It was great opportunity to work with her and also to meet you as well as some other great ladies. So that was definitely a plus of the trip. It was my first podcast convention. And I have to say, I've already signed up for the next one. I just had somehow found out about Katie and wanted to go there because she just has such a great community with her husbands. And I went down there, have some thoughts of starting a podcast, but really it hasn't quite crystallized, but it was just a great trip to go down there. Nice weather. And yeah, so we'll see. I have a hard time planning my schedule in a year, but I definitely would like to go as well for the next one and and definitely want to see the messengers the entire movie. I, I hear it's on Netflix now. Is it really? Oh, you, you, you know what? I didn't know that. I'm, I have to definitely check it out now that I know that it's there. Yeah, that's what I, I, I've been following. I just have to tell my to-do list to look at that since we saw a little preview there, but I didn't get to see the entire movie and it definitely seems very inspiring and something I want to, I want to watch maybe something to do this weekend. So I'm pretty sure. I mean, I I could be, I know it's in some theaters and they said, unless it's going to, we can research that. So, but if it's not, it's going to be on soon and uh, I definitely find that out soon. Cool. So I always start the listeners back a little bit of how you grew up and then where we are today and definitely getting into your book because it's so exciting. So can you share a little bit of your upbringing? 
Yeah, sure. So I'm from around your neck of the woods. I was born and raised in New Jersey, which is why I definitely I, I love to listen to the New York accents. And, and you know, I can identify them right away when I met you. But I, I'm from northern Jersey. So I was born and raised there in a, a little town there in Bergen County. And I lived there my entire life, went to college in New Jersey. Then I went to law school in New York City, actually, in Manhattan. And after law school, pretty much my life changed because I um, joined the Air Force and just lived all over the world, literally all over America, and just had an amazing career. I, I was a lawyer and I, I wanted to travel the world and it was just seemed so exciting to me. So I, uh, you know, right after law school, entered the Air Force and worked for 22 years as a lawyer and in the military, in the Air Force, it's called judge advocate. So I was what's called a JAG. I don't know if you saw, there used to be a show on TV, I think JAG, a Navy JAG. I don't know if you remember yes, that. but I do. Yeah, I wasn't a pilot, but uh, I was a JAG and just had an amazing career. I, I enjoyed it so much. Got to, as I said, live, travel all over the world, work in different jobs and do amazing things with amazing people. So it was a wonderful career living all over the world, traveling with my husband and kids and ended up actually my last tour of duty was in the D.C. area. So we were living in Northern Virginia during that time and decided to retire so my kids can complete high school where they were going to and uh, retired. And currently I'm in Northern Virginia still. So it's home for a good 10 years, but home for me is still New Jersey. That's where my heart lies. And, and I love New York. I, that's my favorite city, New York City. So still go up there since I all my family is actually still in New Jersey. And I love Northern Virginia and Washington, D.C. I went to school at American. So Washington, D.C. and the Virginia area has a very special place in my heart. I just love it. And actually, when I was dating my boyfriend, which is now my husband, we were going to stay around that area. We were looking to stay. He was looking to get a job in Arlington or in the Virginia area. And then we chose to come back. And we always said that if we chose to come back, we probably would never leave. And here we are. Not that I regret it, but D.C. and that northern area of Virginia, even parts of Maryland, really has a piece of my heart. It was a great place to go to school and I love the whole area. So we both are very connected since you are a New York, New Jersey girl and now you're in Virginia and I have that as well. So that is very, very interesting. So you were a JAG, which I didn't even realize that was the term, but I do remember the show. Did you retire from the Air Force? Yes. So I were after... If you serve 20 years in the military, you can retire. I served 22. Again, I mean, you could continue to serve, but I, at the time, wanted to just for a little bit more stability for the kids so we didn't have to move. Yeah, so I'm a retired Air Force officer, and but I still kind of have some connection to the military because I, I now work as a civilian lawyer where I help military members, and it's, it's just wonderful. So I still have that connection to the military community and helping military members who are you know, either active duty members or veterans who need help with judicial difficulties they're dealing with. So I get to do that. And that's really a passion of mine. And I'm enjoying doing that. And it's a good area to be in to help the military community. So now as we kind of segue to the book, and it seems so different from doing this book to your life as a lawyer and in the Air Force, even though you're, you're still in it, tell us a little bit about the book, because the book to me is 
truly a birthing of listening to your intuition. So I want to hear all about that and how it came about. The Hero Club. So excited to hear about it. So actually, the Hero Club um, has a long, a long uh, history. I have two boys who are now 19 and 21, and they're in college. But when they were very young, actually, one wasn't even born, but one was maybe two. I, I always just had this thing about I wanted to write a little book about character. It, and I, I'm trying to think of what exactly made me feel that way. But I think just living my life, seeing people and how character affects people's lives, either their lack of character and things they do, how it has such negative consequences on themselves as well as others. In the military, sometimes seeing the actions of people based on either things they're doing that's perhaps not aligned with good character. And again, the consequences. And also, you know, the saying character is destiny. I'm such a big believer that your character is going to affect your destiny of how the life you live based on your character. So I feel it's so important, again, just seeing the things I've seen. So maybe 20 years ago, I don't know exactly, I said, you know, I'm going to write a little book about character and I'm going to have little stories in it. And I'm going to have, you know, these five or six little kids in the stories. And, you know, I had the idea and I would write down little names and just did this during the course of I didn't write it until 20 years later, but during the course of that time, I would have little ideas and write it on the little piece of paper. And I really didn't make much progress on the book. I wish I had because I would have used it when my kids were younger. About a year and a half ago, you know, I was in between jobs, doing different things. And I said, I really want to write this book. I just made a goal and I'm, I'm going to write it. So I started writing I started actually coming up with the characters, six little characters, and I came up with 52 character traits. And I thought, okay, I will write a book where every chapter will be a different character trait and parents can then use it as a tool so they could maybe every week read a little. The stories are very short. Uh, you've probably seen one or two pages, but each story involves one or two of the characters in the book. And it tells a little short story and it basically explains that character trait. So the story about courage, for example. So it's a little story. And my thought was, if I have a little story like that, this would help moms or dads or teachers when their kids are young, they could read the story with their child and just talk about it. And maybe, and this is what I always envisioned, you can have that character trait, maybe write the word, for example, courage on the refrigerator and just keep it on there. And during dinner, perhaps refer to the story, refer to things you had to do, perhaps, you know, the, the parent at work that involved courage, ask their kids if they had to show courage. And I, I just thought, wow, what? a great way this could be used as a tool to teach your kids about different character traits and also have conversations with kids because when people are busy, I don't even know if a lot of families have meals with their kids sometimes, but you know, it's a way to sit down and eat with your kids, have conversations that are meaningful, and at the same time, teaching them things that I think are just so, so very important for it's a gift to give to them, as I say. Uh, it, it's a free gift we can give their kids that will just determine the rest of their lives and whether it's positive or negative. And I strongly believe that to this day. And that was the beginning of the book. And, and that's why I wrote it. I love the fact that you can use the book because each chapter and there is 52 chapters. So I'll just I won't tell everybody the title of each chapter, but the first chapter starts courage, compassion, attitude, civility, honesty, kindness, gentleness, humility. It goes on and on. And then the last 
not that it's the last one, but the last chapter is wisdom. And when you're talking, I can hear how you can use this book as a conversation around the dinner table or bedtime or just to really have a conversation with your children. I find, and I know both our children are similar in age, I find that I see it in other people that I know that children are younger, they're so involved with their cell phones now and their iPads and their Game Boy and their Game Boxes and their Playstations. Their heads are always down. Well, so are adults, but their head is always down. Their neck is always crunched. And you have to really argue with them to put their devices away. So I'm seeing this as a whole movement that you could really use or parents could really use to adopt to take a chapter a week even, right? Like work on a chapter a week. Like I'm seeing a lot of things. My brain is like bursting right now for you because you could create a whole week and say, we're going to work this week on courage. And what are the things in your day? I don't know. Do you see it like that? I see it like very interactive and very workable, almost like a workbook. Exactly. Yes. The book was a work in progress. I didn't really formulate. At first, I thought, oh, I'm going to do a book where it's A to Z. And I would think of a trait with A and B and C. And then I, there's some letters I couldn't you know, think of a character trait. Then I was like, well, let me, let me do something with 52, you know, 52 weeks a year. And then you could use it for the, you don't just want to do a quick story. So you use it one chapter. And I think in the the cover, yeah, I say 52 weekly stories. So it's meant to, I mean, you could read it, I guess, in a day too, but it's meant to be used for every week. So then you could throughout the week have those conversations. And again, this is, could be for parents or even teachers at schools where it's the word of the week. And then you just emphasize that character trait and really get it instilled in the child. So that's exactly what I thought when I planned the 52. I figured it'd be something to have and have like neat discussions, things maybe your kids will not bring up. Again, the class classical thing of bullying. Do kids always just come to their parents and tell them they were bullied? Well, there's a story about a little girl being bullied. You know, it's it's, her hair is being pulled and she's being called a name, etc. But this story might open up the opportunity for the child to either say they've experienced that or talk about someone else who experienced it. And perhaps the parent can say, well, what do you do? Did you stand up for her. So that that's exactly the point. Again, I wish I had it when my kids were little, because honestly, I did not have these weekly conversations. I would read to my little boys and read them a, a biography about some leader that I really admired, but it wasn't a systemic. This is a systemic tool you could use. It's not a book that I think a little kid might see at the bookstore and run to and say, mom, get me this book. Although the, the cover is supposed to be enticing. And I, I love the little picture they did with the the rocket going to Mars. And that has a different story of why I chose that as well. However, I feel it could benefit parents. And as I said, teachers to, to teach kids the most important thing. I feel so passionate about that. Again, based on life experiences, things I've seen in just people, the character they've exhibited. And I, I think I might've mentioned this, Tina, but as you might read the book, it's for kids. But to be honest with you, adults can learn some of those lessons as well. I know When I wrote the book, some of the stories, I mean, I made up, some of them really are from real life and things that I've even done as adult, which I've regretted. So it was really fun writing it because I thought, wow, you know, this is not really just for kids. Adults can use some of these lessons and learn some of the lessons that we either have a character flaw in that area or we're never taught, et cetera. So there are some personalizations in the story as well. 
I agree. When I was reading the first chapter on courage, I work mostly with women. And a lot of the things we talk about is fear. And I don't know if you've heard this, but fear is false expectations appearing real. So that's sort of the way I try to explain that sometimes this fear that we have, a fear of not being good enough, a fear of people judging us, a fear of not taking action on something that we really truly want. And I work with so many women to connect to themselves, connect to their intuition, connect to their spirit to dissolve that fear. And fear, we know that unless a lion is running to us, that's true fear. But a lot of the things we're fearful of is truly not going to happen. So when I was reading the first chapter, even the very first chapter of courage, because having that I thought, how many women I already working with, already seeing on a regular basis that are in my mentorship program? I do a 90-day intuitive woman mentorship program. So they're with me for three months and we work many spiritual tools. How awesome would this book be? Because each chapter, it's not just for children. Now, I get it that it would be directed more to parents and teachers for children. But let me tell you, every woman even in the ages of between 35 and 65, have felt those feelings of fear and need the courage, connect to that courage. So absolutely, it's it's a book that can span many ages. I agree. We all, even today, it doesn't matter how old you are, you, we all experience moments in our lives where we maybe are in fear and don't have that courage and are having a hard time taking action. So yeah, courage is something not just for kids, but for adults as well. And it's my, I think it's, it's my favorite character trait. I think it's the most important actually as well. So, and I love the graphics. You have such cute graphics. And one of the first graphics that I love is the one where they're outside the school, Lindcrest Elementary School, and they're sitting around with their t-shirts on. They have the colored t-shirt and they have the hero club in different colors. Can you tell us a little bit about why you chose that school? And is it a real school or is that something made up? Yeah, actually, Lindcrest is the elementary school I attended when I lived in uh, New Jersey in uh, Fairlawn, New Jersey. It was the town. And I love that little elementary school. It was from kindergarten to fifth grade. When I decided the book was going to be about little kids at a school, I was going to pick a name. I was like, well, I'm going to pick the name of the school I went to. And and the little characters you might notice. Um, and yeah, every chapter has a different little illustration that goes along with it. And I specifically, people were kind of like, what are the letters? Since there were six little kids in the book that are the, you know, the main characters, I kind of had the illustrator put the letter for the initial of their first name on every, I said, every illustration put the letter so we can, so the kids could easily identify you know, R, Rob, A, Andy. So every illustration has the same kind of little t-shirt or shirt with the initial. But yeah, so I got the little uh, the illustrations from actually someone on Fiverr. It was fun. You know, just work, the journey of creating the book was a lot of fun too. Going back and forth with the illustrator and trying to explain to him what I want you to put in this picture and that picture. But yeah, so Lincrest is a real live school. And actually, I will be going there next month to talk to the little kids there about the book. So I'm really excited about that as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Are you going to talk in a particular grade or are you going to speak to a whole bunch of grades? 
So the school is still actually uh, kindergarten to fifth grade. So what they, the principal wants me to do is be, they're going to break it up. So kindergarten and first, one group, second and third and fourth and fifth. So it could be age appropriate. And I'll be so having three different talks at one school and I'll actually be going to their sister school, another elementary school nearby and three different little talks there. So I'm excited about that, preparing on, you know, how I can make it fun for the kids. I'm looking forward to seeing my little alma mater going to my alma mater from many, many decades ago. Definitely looking forward to going there. That's great. I love that. So when was the book published? Just recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I finished it in March and I what I did was I actually published it. There's a couple of versions. You might say if you go on Amazon, I... I thought pictures were very important for the book so the little kids can look at it. And I specifically had the picture on the left and the story on the right. Because it's so expensive to print color pages, the color version is actually over $21 or so, but it's really all because of the color pictures. But I also, in case someone did not want to spend that much money, have a black and white version as well. That's half the price. And then there's a Kindle version. So I think there was several weeks in between I decided to put the black and white. But frankly, if anyone wanted the black and white, and they want color pictures. On my website, I actually have all the color pictures available to download. So if anyone wanted to go on my website and download the color pictures, print it out, and then put it on the refrigerator, they could do that for free. I just have it on, actually I have it on my legal website. I have a little, a little tab that says book for my little hero club book. Yeah. And Farah, what is the website so we could direct the listeners to that? Oh, so it's my name. It's www.farahosbeck.com, spelled F-E-R-A-H-O-Z-B-E-K.com. And it's actually my little law practice site, but on one of the tabs is book, and it's specifically the Hero Club. And on it, you can download the illustrations. So it's it's so interesting because as we're talking, we, we talked pre-talk before we recorded, and I know you're interested in starting a podcast, which I'm sure you will, but it's always that the unknown. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, how are you afraid of starting a podcast? You wrote a book. I mean, that scares the the pants off me. So it's so interesting, our perception. So I look at you and say, oh my goodness, you wrote a book. And so how could you even be afraid of a, not afraid, but it, you know, it's a new thing for a podcast. So it's always our perception. I hear about the book and I go, oh my gosh, I could never write a book. It's funny how we put ourselves in what's challenging and what we think we can do or can't do, or will we be able to do it? So I commend you on writing a book and really birthing this book for such a long time and allowing this book to come out. And I see it really, and I'm hoping it gets into so many parents' hands and teachers' hands that they can use it, like you said, as a conversation, use it per week, take a character trait per week or work on, there's so many things you could do with it. So it's absolutely amazing. And I wish you so much luck with it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Definitely did it because it was a, definitely a passion for me because I was in the middle of doing legal stuff, but I said, I want to do this. And it was my last chance. I, my kids are still in college, but I, I mean, I specific, the, the passion behind it, the idea, inspiration were my kids and, you know, maybe a little, 20 years to a little bit late, but I still, it's a gift for them and then a gift for hopefully all other kids that might have a chance to use it and, and their parents. Cause I, I do feel as I said at the beginning, character is destiny. And it, it's the only gift we can give our kids through teaching them that doesn't cost anything and will be so much more valuable than any kind of gift we can give our kids. 
So that's how I feel about it. And I hope people do have a chance to use it somehow and to, to get a copy so they can use it either for their kids or at schools. I love that. It's so very true. It is so important. Our character means so much. And especially in today's world, we need it more and more. So before we close, I'd love to ask you the question that I ask all my guests, and that is, what does intuition mean to you? I use intuition a lot, and I think it's when I'm thinking and feeling and making decisions based on not anything from my brain, but I'd say below my neck. It's the feeling you have in your heart, in your gut that is telling you what to do. And I think it's coming from either life experiences that are telling you to go in this direction or that direction, but it's a feeling you're getting and not like using your brain where you're thinking factually and using your brain to make a decision, but more a feeling you get. And I find when I make decisions based on intuition, I feel that I make much better decisions because now it's based on what's giving me joy of moving in a direction that's giving me joy, where I feel much more energized. And in the end, it may not seem it at the time, but in the end, I find it's like, wow, I'm so glad I did that. And I, I want to emphasize it's not like, oh, I just feel this way. It, it's really, I think, based on years of experience and feelings and experiences you've had that gets you to a feeling of this is right for me. This is not right for me. And I'm not going to make a decision based on factually. For example, I'll just use an example of let me take this job because it takes more money. No, like which is the job that your heart, your gut is telling you to take? That's intuition as opposed to this is going to give me more money, take this job. And I like to always give Warren Buffett's example. He always, you know, gives advice to people. Take the job that you would do if you didn't need money, if money was not a factor. So, I mean, I think he's going from more like the passion, but I think that's all related, passion, intuition. So a long answer to your question, but I hope you get the feeling. It's really that decision-making from your neck to your belly, I guess. That's how I feel intuition is for me. I love that. And I'm glad that you listened and you felt that because that's how this book has come about. So... I appreciate it. And all of us appreciate you listening to your intuition to birth this book because it truly needs to get out there. So everybody knows once again, make sure you check out the book, The Hero Club. And again, you can go to farahosbeck.com and Farah with an E. So F-E-R-A-H-O-Z-B-E-K. This has been phenomenal. I wish you so much luck and enjoy your trip to your grade school. Thank you, Tina. And thanks for all you do. I've listened to your podcast and they're fantastic. And I, I read about the course you're going to put on. So I look forward to hopefully participating in that. Thanks for all you do and helping women in your business. And thanks so much for inviting me to talk about my book because it definitely is my passion project. And I really had fun talking about it and sharing why I wrote it with the world. So thanks so much and, and hope to see you again soon. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Tina. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.